Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Today we back in here with Uno, the MF and activist. D. How you feeling, guy? D. What's going on? This is our second interview. First time downtown. Feels like a million years ago. Like five, four. It was like four years ago, maybe three and a half. I don't know. No hair at ball head. Ball head hell shit. Totally different guy. Now you're rolling. You're rolling your own joints on here. Yeah, this man almost killed me last time I seen him. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I gave him a blunt last time. I don't know why I was rolling you a blunt or whatever, but. Roll me the whole entire, they take no paper off that motherfucker. You smoked the whole thing and you were kind of catatonic by the end of that. By the end of the blunt, I was dead, literally. I had, I had to leave, bro. I was gonna throw up on camera. <sighs> that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could go back and rewatch that, but if I were to watch like my old interview from a couple years ago, I would probably want to put a fucking bullet in my head because it would be so depressing watching myself do an interview back then. Yeah, definitely depressing watching I, you do an interview back then. <laughs> I don't blame you for saying that. I just don't want to see like what I was like as an interviewer like four years ago. I just I can't imagine it. But now you know, for this interview, it's like I feel like there's this whole community of Uno stands online and Adam stands though. Adam stands too, but they, you know, that, that's its own thing. But like, you know, I had to reach out to some of my connects in the YouTuber world. I had to say like, yo, listen, I got an Uno interview. I know you guys are fucking obsessed with him. Let me know what you mm-hmm. need me to ask. Yeah. Cause we're going to get in that ass. <laughs> pause, pause. Let's do it. <laughs> Not my ass. So what you've been up to, like, how would you summarize what the past few years of your career and what you've been up to have been like? I would say um, I just evolved tremendously over the time. I grew older and, and my mental and the music, you know what I'm saying? You can really see all that shit on this album that I just dropped. Mm. The growth and development. Right, because you've kind of gone through a lot of different experimental phases. Like, you seem like somebody who's very much, uh, you know, you're still very motivated by the real art of making yep. the kind of music that you want to make, right? Exactly. I don't really try to fall into other people and pins when it comes to this music, but like at the end of the day, I still, you know, I still want to please y'all. Mm, definitely, yeah, because it feels like a lot of the fans out there kind of feel like they 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 feel like Uno the activist hasn't really been given the shot or the spotlight that he deserves given the quality of the music, especially in comparison to maybe like other artists from a similar generation and stuff that 
have experienced crazy levels of success and stuff, I feel like to the fans, there's a certain amount where they they feel kind of hurt by that. Like they feel like they want to see Uno win, and sometimes they 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 feel personally aggrieved when they feel like you haven't necessarily gotten the shot that you deserve in their eyes. I feel like the fans just gotta got now speak on that shit more so it can be like a thing. Mm. Like the more the fans speak on it, the more it becomes like actual reality. You know what I'm saying? The people start feeling towards it. Mm. Hey, let me see a flame though. A flame. Flame. Flame shit. Y'all got a flame? I don't got the flame. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't flaming shit. I heard you got the flame. No, I got the fire on me, but I ain't got the flame. There it is. Oh, so you don't even do the lighter, huh? You got to be extra healthy with it. Bombaclat. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so like... Do you feel like you've been like what has kind of maybe held back the progression? Because I see people who sort of want to blame it on like the idea of you being blackballed. I see people trying to blame it on the label thing. Uh, from your perspective, what has sort of stood in the way of you maybe accomplishing or getting to a higher level in terms of the music industry or the rap game? I just got to put out that right that right one. Obviously, I ain't been putting out the right one. You know what I'm saying? I can't blame nobody for it. I just feel like. When that motherfucking hit is gonna hit and it's gonna take over, I feel like I'm on the breaking breaking point right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So go back to this album and, and y'all tell me which one y'all think is the one that's gonna take it over the top. Cause it's definitely on this album somewhere. Okay. We just gotta find it. Do you feel like you know when one of your songs is gonna be a big hit, or is it kind of something that's gonna surprise you? Nah, I know it. Like it's something you know. It's like you know when you're good at something. Like mm. like you've been in an interview or something. Like you know you're gonna do a good interview regardless. On your half, you know you're gonna be straight. You know what I'm saying? Then sometimes, you know, you were gonna do your thing, but then sometimes the the lyrics and the beat mm -hmm. just combine to create something that's way bigger than either piece on its own. Exactly. That's what I did a lot on this album, though. Y'all really gotta check it out. I shit everywhere: Apple Music, Spotify, you mm -hmm. know, Title, SoundCloud for the OG listeners. Right. I told I told my fans I was gonna retire from SoundCloud. Yeah, it feels like a lot of people maybe have. Stopped putting stuff on there. Like, I remember when X, X put out his project, like his first album, and didn't put it on SoundCloud, and the fans, you would have thought that he fully fucking sold out. Yeah. That exactly. was a really big deal at a certain point a couple of years ago. Now people don't really care so much. Yeah. I mean, you always got easy and slowly, but surely, like, but I feel like uh, people just that, that just list this shit on SoundCloud just need to get their money out just a little bit. Mm. You know, support your artists, you know what I'm saying? Niggas be giving y'all shit for free for years on years on years. Like, we just want a little support. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We got to eat too. That's real. Um, I feel like sometimes with the fans, though, doesn't it feel like the reason, the thing that they think or the reason why they feel like they thought you were going to maybe get to a bigger level is because you sort of came in the game more like industry cosigns from the beginning. Like you had like that, the what song and shit early on. And that sort of sets the stage where they feel like, oh, this is a big enough hit that his career is supposed to go in a certain kind of direction from here. You know here. what's crazy about that whole little shit though? I'm doing more numbers right now than I did on that song at the time. Like <clears throat> I'm bigger right now than I was at that song when that shit dropped. Like it's weird. Like, even though that shit was so hyped up, it was just hype. Mm. Like the plays and the numbers wasn't the same. You know what I'm saying? As the hype. It wasn't the numbers and the shit wasn't as big as the hype in the song. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right. Because, I mean, at that time, especially, it's like the fans 
are the fans are kind of easily fooled by big industry cosigns and shit and they see you around certain people and in their head that means that things are as big as it might feel right but people gotta realize people live everyday lives you know what i'm saying one day might be later than the next day uh -huh. you know what i'm saying and i feel like on my album i was really explaining that like every song different you know what i'm saying because i'm not feeling the same every day right sundays i might feel geeked up sundays i might feel sad some days I want to fuck a bitch all day, you know? So I make music accordingly to how I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the fans got to understand that even the artists go through regular problems. They still feel regular, mm. you know what I'm saying? Even though we getting money and all this, living better than others, but at the same time, we still had them lows and them highs everybody go through. You know right. Yeah, because, I mean, you're somebody who... I don't think you're, you're afraid to, like, live your pain through the music. Right. And a lot of people just make boastful music and just want to tell you about their wins and they don't really give you the substance and stuff and maybe sometimes that could even sort of mislead the fans in the sense that they think that you you know they, they think that you feel like a failure or something because they you you feel comfortable telling them when you're right. sad in the music but i feel like for me personally that's the only way i can like even get anything out because i'm a person that hold everything in mm. you know what i'm saying so like i can be mad right now you're not even gonna really know but if you hear the music, you'll, you'll understand what he, I was mad about that day or maybe that time, you know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like for a lot of artists, the only outlet for them to, it's like a therapist, like the music be like a therapist, like mm. that you could just tell everything to, you know what I'm saying? So that's really what it be, and people don't understand that. That's interesting, the real, the real Uno. Mm -hmm. So take me back, when, when you first came in the game, what was it like? Because it's like kind of hard to separate you from that original, like we first found out about Uno as part of almost a collective of the 2900 thing. Right. Just seeing you around a lot of different artists and stuff, and that's been a big part of sort of watching your career unfold, just seeing how those various relationships played out. That's why I just kind of stayed, stood back, you know what I'm saying? Took a step back. Because I didn't want to be considered with all that shit, because I feel like personally my music was way better. That's mm -hmm. just how I felt on the inside, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like it was just getting clouded over with everything, the whole, you know what I'm saying, vibes and, and the settings and, you know what I'm saying? So me personally, I feel like I'll take a step back, you know what I'm saying, wait till, the, wait till the demographic change up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Harness my sound, you know what I'm saying? Cause there's a lot of niggas that sound similar. So I want to create a new sound. So I'm doing that at the same time as letting this shit brush over, which it kind of did, low key. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because as time goes by, it's like people get less obsessed maybe with the idea that they want to see you around the same people that they used to see you around. Right. Motherfuckers feel like people who can I mean, I understand that. You want to see somebody together that they can't, like you originally lay eyes on. Like, right. Made you fall in love with them people being together. But it's like, just like you, you ain't going to have them same friends your whole life. Hell no. Shit happens. Even if y'all... Y'all can still be friends and maybe just stop doing music together. You know, I just stop doing business together because it may have fucked up. So y'all just friends strictly, you know what I'm saying? It be like that. Like, people just got to, again, people got to realize that. Mm. As artists, you know what I'm saying? We, only reason why people got down, idolize us is because we're not scared to do what the fuck we want to do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like as people, we all need to learn that. Mm. Don't be scared, you know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid. Just do what the fuck you want to do. And People gonna feel how they feel regardless. Right, you that fearlessness I mean? of like being willing to 
try something or do something that you don't have a 100% assurance that the, it's necessarily going to react or it's, it's going to do numbers. That, that takes a lot of confidence, and the fans sometimes reward that, but a mm-hmm. lot of times they might just totally miss it, right? So you got to keep pushing it, putting, keep uh, putting in their heads, like, you know what I'm saying, until they get it. It's like teaching somebody, like, you got to keep doing it until they finally learn it. Like, okay, I get it now. You right. Know what I'm does it bother you? Do you feel like people ran off with your sound or, or made big careers or got credit for a sound that you were so, sort of early on? Nah, I don't feel like that. But I I was actually using that sound a lot in this album. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm not really going to say people was doing too much of that because I honestly don't know. I just know that on this album, I made sure I used that flow. You know what I'm saying? And when you say that flow? I mean, your music has gotten a little bit more melodic. You've experimented with different sounds over the years. I'm an R&B singer now, man. Mm. I had to take, you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> it's only so much people can, like, imitate. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to keep taking it up a notch. And I feel like on this album, I just kept taking it up a notch and notch. Even going high, changing the pitches, frequencies of my voice, all that. It just showed people, like, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? And I, it, it comes from me. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to look around for something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you feel like there's a certain extent to which your fans just want to hear you say a bunch of shit about Zans and perks and make that kind of fucking music? Like, is there a percentage of your audience that just wants to hear that shit? Because that's a lot of the content that you were kind of coming with early on. I mean, I feel like I still dibble and dabble in, you know what I'm saying, the drugs. Right. I ain't going to say which drugs, but you know. So I'm still talking about it a little bit. Mm. But I ain't going to lie, I used to be a drug addict back in the day. I'm talking about Zans every day, perks every day, mm-hmm. drank every day. You know what I'm saying? I, look, I feel like I look skinnier than my last interview. You definitely look healthier, I think. On yeah. some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like, I mean, if I talk about it, I talk about it. But that's not what I'm... I talk about what I go through every day type shit. Like, I only know how to speak real shit. So, like, if I'm not doing that shit like I used to be, I'm not going to be talking about it. Right. You know that, that can be tough for them too though you know yeah, they, they like you want to grow as a human being you want to be healthier happier etc mm-hmm. sometimes they're not really invested in that in the same way that you are but that's why it's a whole bunch of different artists for them to listen to for that mm. you know what i'm saying if you want to feel healthy you want to feel uh uplifted kind of that way you know what i'm saying if you want to be down or whatever how you want to feel zand out go listen to somebody else right that's how it is i mean some people be on people tell me my music sound the best when they have drugs so i don't know Really? But Molly, though. I mean, you tell me my music sound the best when they're on Molly. I mean, everything sounds better when you're on Molly, right? Low-key. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sure Frank Sinatra sounds a lot better if I was on Molly, right? Ooh. If I was in a, that state of mind, everything's going to sound great. I'll be, yeah. when, back when I used to do Molly and shit, I'd be talking to girls about their jobs and shit. I feel like drugs just enhance how you're feeling, no matter what it is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can be on the Molly and they can be having bad trips on Molly all the time. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you ever get to a point, though, where you were like, I really need to, like, was there an abrupt moment where you're like, I can't really be doing drugs the same way that I have in the past, where it either caught up to you physically or some bullshit happened? Honestly, I just got down, just start working out with the drugs instead of just sitting down. <laughs> so you kept doing drugs, but then you were working out? I'm just doing activities, you know what I'm saying? It's not being a slob, you know, just getting up, getting active, sweating the shit out. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I still be dimming and dabbing. I ain't going to lie. For me, once I start exercising or eating healthy, then it makes me want to improve every other part of my life. So it's like once I start doing a couple of healthy things, then it's like I start thinking about the drug thing. Like, oh, I definitely can't be doing that because I'm focused on feeling better. That's just going to take me I back a you, step. Drugs feel way better when you're healthy. Like sometimes I be on drugs. Like when I used to, 
I used to be on drugs. Like I used to take a lot of like uh, LSD and shit like that. Oh really? You got that phase? I had that phase, major phase. But when I was doing, it, I just felt sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I felt where I was sloppy at, like fat, feeling fat at. You know what I'm saying? Not comfortable with the shit. So when I was on, that, I was like, man, next time I get high, I got to be feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just start goddamn hooping, going to the gym, running, shit like that. Did acid like fundamentally change the way that you viewed your life, though? You know that, man. Oh yeah. Come on, I had the biggest ego death in the rap game. Mm. That how I feel. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. My shit a whole 360. I mean, 180. Other side. It's easy to look at a lot of rappers in the game and think that they have never experienced ego death, that they don't know what that is, that they fucking could use that big time. Like, you need to forget that you are what you are, or really you are nothing, but you're like out here draping yourself in all these fancy clothes and jewelry and girls and all the drugs, all this shit. Like, you're doing all this to sort of impress create something create turn yourself into something when you know reality stripping all that away will teach you a lot more about who you are exactly the richest man in the room ain't never got no chains on ain't mm. never got no nothing on because he understand that shit don't matter you know what i'm saying he'll go buy a walmart outfit every day of the week because mm. it don't matter about looking fresh you know what i'm saying that's y'all trying to conform to other people's ideas you're supposed to be conform to your own ideas you know you want to do what you want to do mm. you know what i'm saying I see it with people where they're like kind of normal people and they sort of get addicted to the hype and the clout. And then all of a sudden, like even something as simple as like, okay, two different things. You could just be taking Instagram pictures where maybe it's an iPhone picture. You see somebody you fuck with, you take a picture with them, whatever. Some people get into the mind state of every, every Instagram photo needs to be a perfect, unbelievably professionally shot photo, designer, head to toe, everything. And them, lights, them lights is a motherfucker. To maximize the likes. But and what them the, lights fucking niggas' heads up. What's the point at a certain point? Like, wouldn't what's you rather point? be around somebody who's just kind of themselves? I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I didn't see niggas yet. 3,000 likes. Go to the show. 10 people in that motherfucker. Mm. I didn't see that with my own eyes. Seen it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Bye. It don't matter. That shit don't matter. It's about the real life. You know what I'm saying? People got to understand about what's reality right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, once you get out of the internet, you're going to meet the person in real life, and that's when the real shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Shit only gets set up over the internet. Mm. The real shit happens in real life and reality. You know what I'm saying? So people got to get into that mind state more, like, mm. and live and breathe. Like, motherfuckers robots right now. Right. Cyborgs and shit. Like, if you were to take the next month and just really live your life to the fullest you know spend as much time with your family or your friends or whatever it might be work on music etc but if you were not to not post on instagram during that time the conversation about you is going to be so-and-so fell off so-and-so yeah, yeah. ain't like what what he been doing i ain't yeah. seen him you know like but i always wanted to have that frank ocean effect though mm. i always wanted to just like i always wanted to just post up and when i post it just be big because it's good you know what i'm saying it's good it's good content when it drops so that shit don't really matter Mm. And in reality, that shit, honestly, if it's good as hell, you know what I'm saying? And you already got your platform, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? That's all true to that. You cannot post on Instagram, but post your tape. Post a picture of your tape, and that shit gonna go crazy. Mm. You know what I'm 
but do you ever have those doubts of like if i don't push it out for six months or if i don't do this for this long the fans might just move along we've seen fan bases move along throughout our time in hip-hop in crazy ways like someone to be super popping and you almost like literally see their fan base just transition to another artist yeah because they didn't inspired another artist he sounded like how he sounded at first mm. you know what i'm saying but I honestly had to go back to how I sounded at first and just try to maximize that. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. really what I've been trying to do. Going to my original sound, but tightening it up, you know what I'm saying? Making it sound crispier. Because mm -hmm. people gonna wanna hear how, they, how you first count. They wanna hear how you first grab them. It's gonna be motherfuckers that wanna hear you grow and shit. You know what I'm saying? But you still gotta grow and keep it the same at the same time. Mm -hmm. You gotta grow and be you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta grow into you, actually. Do you go back to your old music? Yeah, yeah. I really only listen to the old shit or the, the very old shit or like the very, very new shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like in between, I forget about it for a little bit until it become old and then I listen to it. Cause me, I'm gonna be honest, I ain't gonna drop the song if it ain't timeless. So it's like every song on my album kind of older, but it's like you listen to the song after a while, you be like, damn, that shit ain't that hard as I used to think mm -hmm. it was. But then you listen to the song that's all be like, yeah, that shit's still hard as hell. Like I just made it yesterday. They're the ones you got put out because they're the ones that people gonna listen to in ten years. Sometimes the energy in the studio can be so good that, that going to song. you think that the song is the best song ever. But then when you listen to it three weeks later and you ain't fucked up and you ain't around all your friends and right. shit, you're like, all right, maybe this ain't. It really be the ones you be sleeping on, like, damn. Really? It really be the ones that when you first make it, you don't think it's that hard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm listening to it a couple weeks later. That shit hard as hell. Like, damn. When you really listening to it, you know, it's like taking a picture. You just took a picture on life. You might see them same picture get posted like weeks later. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, damn, I'm actually kind of hard. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's the same. If you had a, a photo, you might look at it six months later and be like, man, that shirt is whack. Why yeah. the fuck was I wearing that shirt? Exactly. But then you see that photo five, six, seven years later. It doesn't matter how goofy the shirt might have been. You're like, wow, like that's a moment in my fucking life. Like that, yeah. that means a lot to me right yeah. now. Yeah. You know? It's historical, it's timeless. Right. In a sense. So what do you hear when you listen to like a, a teenage version of yourself or in your early 20s or whatever? Is there something that, that like what, what were the lessons that stand out to you that you needed to learn when you listened to your older self? I wasn't talking about shit. Mm. Like I was just rapping. Like I just remember all my friends just, and everybody's like, yo, like you hard as fuck, but like you need to start really talking about shit. Like start talking about your life. You know what I'm saying? Like start including that shit. But still keeping it the same way, but like just start including it. And that's what I really that's the lesson I learned. Like you really gotta be real in this in the sense, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. if you just rapping, like shit ain't really gonna shit people can't really feel it, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like you not feeling it, you just saying it, it ain't really true. People wanna relate to shit that really happened cause shit happens to multiple people, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's the biggest lesson I learned, like keeping it real and authentic and like just like really speaking your truth in the music, cause motherfuckers wanna hear that shit. Mm. Motherfuckers really listen to music to get away from their problems, you know what I'm saying? So you really, it's it's like, you got to speak your problems so they can relate to it. And like, that's how they get away. It's crazy. Right. You speak your problems and other people relate and they get away from their problems. Right. And if you go in there and just say a bunch of generic shit that anybody else could say, then they're just not going to be able to. Like, then you just like that? everybody else. Like, go listen to him. He said the same shit you saying, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want to goddamn speak your shit because people... Nobody gonna go with exactly you go through. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So people wanna hear that, like, damn, he really him. He not nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just go listen to somebody else. He gonna be saying the same shit as him. Right. 
that's what it's really about. There's a lot of pressure in the music industry, though, to like do things for the short term value of your career that you might not really think is the best idea in the long term. Is you, have you ever like done things or, you know, sort of gave in to things that maybe other people in your career wanted you to do and then you ended up looking back at it? Because it's kind of as an artist, you're building this like overall brand of who you are. And sometimes if you were to go off and do something and then you sort of look back at it and you're like, man, like that wasn't the right. But that's look. all about the growing experience, though. Mm. That's the experiment. That's what scientists do. That's how they figure out what is what. They keep experimenting until they find that shit. Mm-hmm. They keep trials and errors. Like, I kept going through trials and errors until I found something I like. Boom. And I put that, all them bitches on the album. Mm. Oh, God. Right. Just keep experimenting. Like, you got to keep, I don't know how to explain it really, but it's like, you just got to keep doing it, bro, until it works. Keep trying something different until that works for you. Until you find your niche, you know what I'm saying? That's real. Um, does it bother you that the fans seem so obsessed with trying to figure out like what your relationships with are with various people that you previously worked with are? Uh, it really don't bother me because I really just don't care for it that much. I really be in my own world. Like I'm on my some little one and shit. And I just be in my own world tuned in, locked in the studio. So I was locked in this whole time and came out with an album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But do you ever worry that that's not good enough for them, that they want I don't know. They want drama. They want explanation. They want they want something to hang on to like that. They gonna want something, but shit. My real fans don't care about that shit. So mm. your day one fans is don't don't care about it. So it's like, why should you care about it? If you have those kind of fans that you feel like you don't have to doubt what they expect from you, then that's like about as good as it gets. Because I feel like I don't doubt my fans, yeah. man. Because the numbers is the numbers is still going up. Mm. The numbers is increasing. So it's like. Whatever they saying is good. If it's bad or not, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Because they talking. That's really what it's all about. Having staying in somebody's head conversation. Like, you don't never want to get somebody too much because then once they feel like they know you all the way, that's when they stop. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody to keep, like, damn, what is it to him? Like, what's to that man? Like, I don't really, I'm trying, still trying to figure him out. Mm. You still got to, you know what I'm saying? You still going to try to figure it out until. So you try, you ain't never gonna figure it all the way out. Mm. So you're gonna keep in tune, you're gonna stay in tune. For sure. I remember maybe a couple of years ago that somebody told me that basically like Uno got shot. Right. Was that, when you look back at that, was that a really sort of fundamental changing point that like forced you to really think about what you were doing and where you were at in your life? Oh, hell yeah. Of course, anybody who, who, that, who that happened to like, Especially when you feel like it's somebody close, you know what I'm saying? Or regardless, it's like, you got to just check your surroundings. Like, you got to make sure niggas is really here for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be a, you can't think of everybody, bro, like, re- realistically. That's why, you know, growing up, you see them demographics be like, ninth grade, all the fans, 10th grade, less fans, 11th grade, three friends, 12th grade, no friends. Mm-hmm. That's really how it be, like, you know what I'm saying? You just got to... Cause the more you people really here for you, the more you see like what's really going on, and that's what I had to learn. Mm. You feel like you started moving niggas like that. You start moving around a lot different because of that. Yeah. Like I I don't want to put myself in situations where anything could happen. Right. I start moving smart because I was just moving around like I just move around like a little street kid. You know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't no shit just moving around with anybody. You Mm. know what I'm saying? Oh, we lit together. Yeah, we finna get lit. But. As you grow older, you understand that ain't the way. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? 
you got to stay on your, you got to focus on you so you can get some money, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be getting no money with just having fun every day with everybody. You got to harness on yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the people who really fuck with you for you, that's going to help you achieve that. That's what you got to focus. Especially as you become successful, all of a sudden you just become more and more of a target, more and more bad shit that could happen to you that wouldn't happen to a random person. Yeah, and I spoke, I spoke a lot about that in my album. Just, I was just touching up on basics about like, you gotta watch who you call your friends and you know what I'm saying, keep close, keep your eyes on on your, on your enemies, you know what I'm saying, and your friends. Like, you gotta keep your eyes on both of them because you don't know, you gotta stay, you gotta stay to yourself. Almost. Facts. Um, okay, so, cause I, you know, I went back through my research and I seen an extremely old version of Uno the Activist in that first Cardi video from way back. Ooh, man, you had the flat-brimmed hat on. I don't know what the song's called. Just, if you search Playboy Cardi first video, you're all in that video. Are you talking about the cry video? Uh, yeah, 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 because it was over that old currency sample yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that shit was hard. That was ninth grade act. Ninth grade. That was ninth grade act. Wow. So yeah. if you I'm think about excited. that, like where were you at in your life? When, or what memories does that bring back? I ain't gonna lie, and at that specific time, I was really running. I was really, really running in the streets, like really, really, like breaking into houses and shit across the, breaking in and crazy across the neighbor, the neighborhood across the street and shit like that. Like just skipping school, getting hot every day. Mm. Like I remember the first day in ninth grade, like eighth grade, I ain't smoked that much. Eighth grade summer, I started smoking. You know what I'm saying? On my birthday, I'll never forget it. I just watched my friends. It was my birthday. I watched them. I was like. Hey man, what a weed at, man? I'm trying to smoke. They looking at me like, you trying to sweat? You know what I'm saying? Boom. So I started smoking my, my birthday. Boom. Ninth grade came. I'm smoking every day before I get on the bus, facing them. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Face a half of blunt of mid every day. <laughs> I swear, I face the half of blunt of mid every day before school. Wow. Boom. I still do. <laughs> half a blunt of mid. That's my morning recipe. <laughs> I went to the school. The hoes like, you changed. Because you got that different vibe, different aura. Because my eyes red as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you look grown up. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about oh you. Nigga looking. That's when you the outcast. Like, whoever the first nigga starts smoking is always the outcast. Mm. Until everybody starts smoking, then he the coolest one. That's so real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He the real. He the plug. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to him for the guy. Right. That's basically how it was. Like, Just one of the first niggas smoking, outcast at first, and then... Not everybody on my dick for smoking. You know what I'm right. saying? Shit like that. But that was ninth grade. How right. old were you when you first started to actually get some hype going as a musician? Like when you really started to come out to LA and be doing shit? Uh, like a year after I graduated high school. Okay. Like the following year after I graduated, I came to LA. Oh God. But no, when I was in high school, I was, that's when I started buzzing like locally type shit. Uh -huh. Like everybody know my songs at the parties and shit. I had this song called I Doubt It. Like, this shit going, it's, I ain't gonna lie, I play it right now, I still sound like probably, I made it like two years ago. Right. But that was my first song that just had every party. I'm walking down the street on Edgewood. I hear they playing it in the club. I try to go in there. Like, yo, this my song. Right. But they like, yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so then like the following year, I just started getting more buzz, like just dropping on SoundCloud and shit. I don't know, I really was just dropping on SoundCloud. Mm. That's really all I was doing, just in the crib. Dropping on SoundCloud. Right. And that shit just, somebody just found that shit like on some, you know, surfing the web shit. You know how motherfuckers used to be back in the day trying to find new talent? Uh -huh. 
And that's when I was getting like 400, 500 views. Nah. I was getting like probably like 2,000, 3,000 views on SoundCloud though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a lot though. Yeah. Well, as a kid, yeah. Yeah, as a kid. I, like, excited. Excited as hell. And SoundCloud was probably brand new to you too. But like that's like 2,000, 3,000 like the first week though. You know what I'm saying? Like really going up on some shit. So then my boy 40 Ounce. I got tagged in hot new hip hop shit. Oh really? Randomly. Forty ounce van. Yeah, forty ounce van. I feel like forty ounce shot then. He the really he the one who really kicked my career off. Like Really? He the one who really got the buzz behind me. That's crazy. Shit. There's a bunch of people that could say that about him. He was yeah, very early on was, a lot of people. Yeah, he was posting he was doing the playlist with hot new hip hop mm. and shit. And like he posted cut like he was posting my songs in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And like motherfuckers is just liking that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Views start going up, like I think I hit my first million that year. Damn. Because of 40. Oh, God. Shout out to him. That was, that was like... That was 2016 days. That's wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? I graduated in 2014. And that was like 2015, summer 2016. You know what I'm saying? So like the following year after I graduated. There's a lot of pressure for somebody who's just getting that opportunity. They don't really know anybody who necessarily knows the music industry. You it's know? fucked up. It's fucked up because... I ain't know nothing about nothing. Like at that time, I ain't think nothing about them posting me. You know what I'm saying? I knew hip hop. Like I didn't think nothing about it. Like you know what I'm saying? Now I feel like I should have went harder. Mm. When I, you know what I'm saying? When I found out that, you know what I'm saying? All them blogs was posting me and everybody was fucking with me and shit. Because now it seems so much more obvious. We see like a new rapper every month or every yeah. couple of months who like gets a small underground thing and all yeah. of a sudden they're huge. And like that was like a new concept of like, oh, I'm buzzing on SoundCloud, so therefore I can just blow up from here. Yeah, like right now, I feel like, like I said earlier, I feel like I got the biggest height right now than I ever had before, you know what I'm saying, as an artist. Even, though, even though it was a big hype back then, it really wasn't no hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, people talk about it now, like, yeah, it was a hype. They, because they remember, like, you know what I'm saying? But they ain't really go hard as it for back then. Like, they should, they ain't appreciate it at the time. Right. They appreciate it over time. You know what I'm saying? But, like, now, it's like they kind of appreciate it immediately almost when I drop it. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. Um, yeah, because, I mean, do you feel, because you waited a couple of years after you originally started buzzing to sign. Yeah. You, I, I actually signed in 2017. Oh, so 2017, a little earlier yeah. than that. I never really told nobody I signed. This is the first time I ever in an interview said I, I signed. Oh, really? Literally. To Republic? Yeah. Right. It's the first time I really just ever came out and said I was signed to somebody. Did you always want to keep that under wraps? Did you want to be low-key about it because you felt like people would view it in a certain way? I mean, yeah, no, in a sense. Because it's like I signed to Republic, but it's not like I was signed to them or some, Yeah, he's going to be the focus. You know what I'm saying? Type right. shit. Like, he's the focus of the label type shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't signing no shit like that almost. So it's just like, we just kept it on the low. Because it was still, I was still almost independent in a sense with it. You know what I'm saying? Still got to do my own, get my own marketing buzz and shit and all that. Basically. That's interesting. Because, like, essentially, it's just like a yeah. dist distribution deal almost. The fans w think like, oh, somebody signs, that means that they're going to get gigantic and the label's yeah, yeah, going to make yeah. them gigantic. So then, like, that really increases the pressure that nah. the fans are going to put See, on. See, motherfucker might sign for a whole bunch of money, like millions of dollars, but they really owe all that shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The less you sign for is really the better because you can pay that shit right back. And 
then now you just freeing that motherfucker. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's time to renegotiate. You know what I'm saying? You got leverage type shit. Mm. Did they ever try to get you to do anything that you thought was kind of goofy? Of course, but that's what every label gonna do. Right. You know what I'm saying? But was it like a lot of pressure? Like I know some people like the label really pushing them to do some weird ass shit. Nah, not like and weird is what? Like what you talking about? I don't know, like do do a song with this weird ass person, dre- nah, 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 nah. wear a dress in the video, nah, I don't nah, know, nah, wear nah. a garbage see, bag in the video, I don't see, know. See, that's when motherfuckers be signing for them big ass budgets and like, mm. they gotta do all that because like, you sign them for this and you gotta do whatever the fuck we want you to do. I ain't do all that. You know what I'm saying? We gotta calm, calm today. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Cool little bull, we bullying. Nice. Put out my music. <laughs> that's good <laughs> what um when did Fonny come into the picture and where what's the status of you guys relationship these days that's one thing that the fans really want answers on i really should put that ball on my album but it's like we so much of friends that we don't even you don't even think about it like that like it's don't not even, necessary it, that, it ain't really necessary we don't get man but it, man that man just walked in my crib one day actually <laughs> like i had i was standing just shit called west of my loss you know what i'm saying uh-huh. ruby rose is actually standing there she was standing on the floor uh Top of my shit. Oh, you dated Ruby Rose back in the day? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get him real quick. <laughs> hey, but nah, on some real shit. Shout out Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> but that nigga really just walked knocked on my door one day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how I met him. That's how I met a lot of people, though. It was like on some pretty proud shit. Was this the trap Probably house of sorts? People pulling up because you had something available? No. I honestly don't know why. I honestly really, you know what I'm saying? Just energy. Just energy. Like, we used to be in the group chat with each other, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> All of us, we had the fake TSZ bus. I don't even know what it's called at that time. We were just in some a friend group chat. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Our homie put us in the friend group chat. That nigga FaceTime me one day. I think I was sitting on, on the bitch back like this. He was like, yo, I'm pulling up. You know what I'm saying? We already had been talking. Like It's like on some internet shit, but we was doing it through text message. Like, right. Back when they had kick before, you know what I'm saying, all this shit. So it's like, he pulled up to my crib. First day he got there, we go out to a party. We instantly get in the fight with the whole party. Whole the whole party? party. I ain't getting the fight. I done defuse the situation, but the whole party trying to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Whoop his ass on some shit. That man was just wild since day one. Like the first week I was with him, nigga was getting fights every day with just random motherfuckers. It was lit though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you were young. You didn't mind. Yeah. You were up for the smoke though, even when this whole party tried to kill him. I was up for all the smoke. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I really first met him. That's crazy. So has your relationship gone through any ups and downs, or has it always been pretty, pretty nah, cool? Nah, still my boy to this day. Right. Shout out that nigga. His album just dropped. Our album's dropped in the same month. My shit dropped July 10th. Go check it out. Eight. Everywhere. His album dropped uh, on the 21st. Go check it out. It's everywhere. Clever one. Yeah, because, I mean, the fans, they they love seeing you guys together. Yeah. That's a big deal to them. But in the sense... We was never really a group though. And right. that's that's what people always try to make it out to be. You know what I'm saying? And so us being friends, we just realized we ain't had to drop that much music out of nigga. We see each other every day. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So we can like kinda of build our own careers up as individual artists. Mm-hmm. 
that's really what happened. So it's like people think we separated, but we never separated. It's like shit. Because that's such a thing for kids to do is that they just come up with like a crew name or a little click or whatever. Yeah. But as you get older, you start to realize like, oh, my friendships are not always as set in stone. So I'm not going to like make up a name for whatever it is and our friendship you are, is. You always want to stab yourself as an independent artist because motherfuckers going to start paying y'all as a group. Then if y'all motherfuckers gonna try to get y'all group deals, right. it's gonna be like 60, 40 type shit, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas gonna be tripping on the cuts and the face of the group and shit like that. Like, right. nah, we are individual artists. We just fuck with each other tough. You know what I'm saying? Same with me and Lucky, like, we just fuck with each other tough. I individual feel like artists. You, Fawny, and Lucky all kind of fall into a similar category of like artists that That's sort of because we hang out, so niggas right. put us in the category together, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? We kind of made our own category type mm -hmm. shit on some real shit. But you guys are like kind of early era, like SoundCloud rappers, quote unquote, right. but like still have massive respect then, from the fan today, bases and fan still, bases. But today, people still find that those categories, though. Yeah. To this day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we started some shit. Right. I feel like you, Fonny, and Lucky would be like the tour that would that people would really go crazy for. Yeah, I feel like. We or should the do, project. We should do a tour like that. Once COVID's gone. Yeah. Because if we do a project, we ain't going to give y'all as many songs as we want to do. But if we do three separate projects, that's hella songs. Mm. So while we on tour, y'all bumping everybody's whole project. It's lit. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, okay. So the Fawny relationship has always been strong. Um, were you, you were super tight with D Savage for a period of time? And did that just not work out at a certain point? No, D Savage is actually still my homie. Oh, you guys are still tight? Yeah, we just did some falling out. But you know what I'm saying? He kept it real. We kept it real. We had to. We had our discussion about it. Now we we back to cool as fuck again. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Savage. Well, that's good to know. Like you know that the things could be made right. Yeah. Cause you got to think, bro. Nigga die tomorrow, bro. Mm. Nigga don't want to just die like that. Period. You ever had that happen where somebody got killed and then they were somebody that you were friends with, but then you weren't on good terms with them at that time? No. But hell no. I know a guy who broke his back. And we used to be cool, and then now There's some not niggas cool. that we used to be cool. They die right now. I want to give a damn though. Oh yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Fuck I'm not gonna be writing LOL on Twitter, but I'm gonna secretly be writing LOL in my head. I ain't gonna be writing LOL on Twitter. <laughs> that's too much. Somebody might get sneaked. I see people get killed, uh, and then people are just clowning it right away, and I'm just like, oh my god, this right, is. But I ain't gonna lie. This is crazy. R.P. Duck, but that was going Duck. crazy on that man when he died. That shit crazy. I mean, all you had to do was read Duck's comments to understand how deep that beef is and also how many fucking fans are just the out here just watching and playing along. They talking about, I ain't even getting to that, man. They conversation. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like- They might soak me in. I might say it's the wrong word and they right. might soak me in that shit. But it's people I respect who are saying things that I cannot believe. And then I just realized like, oh, this is, that's the nature of where their conflict was at. Oh, God. Bugged out. Bugged out, man. He, he fuck crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to stay far away from that energy. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I'm trying to stay out. See, I'm already... You know what I'm saying? I got to stay out of this shit. Mm-hmm. That's real. Um, I'm going to read you this old tweet from you. <laughs> this ain't no diss, but I would never sell soul for the fame. I would never change on my family over pussy. I would never friend my brother's enemy. I would never talk down on family. So dudes... Don't fuck with him before they meet. All that devil worship feeding statues is out. Yeah, would you do that? Would I do what? Would you hang with somebody like that? No. Exactly. I don't think so. 
That's what I'm saying. I will never do it. Mm. Did that hurt almost worse to, like, what hurt worse, getting shot or realizing that there were people that wouldn't necessarily have your, uh, have your back after an occasion like that? But the thing is, it's all falling into the same situation. I really spoke on that shit on the album, on a couple of songs, like, What Time to Be Alive, and I actually spoke on it, on the, even on the Live, Shine, Die album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I appreciate it. It helped me make way better music than I could ever make. You know what I'm saying? Because now I really got real life shit to talk about. Mm. And niggas that ain't been through shit, ain't, you know what I'm saying? Can't talk about. I done been through it so I can really talk about it. And that's why people feeling me right now. You know what I'm saying? It helped bring pain out the music. People love the pain in the music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to goddamn, I always wanted to experience that so I even had a girlfriend for a period of time, just experience what love felt like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, it, got, it actually got deeper than what I thought it was gonna be. You know what I'm saying? I really got into it just like I want to fall in love just so I can like. I done heard Thug and Jericho, they going crazy. Thug was going crazy in the music. I'm like, I gotta feel that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I done fucking around, got a girlfriend too, just to feel that. Even with the heartbreak and all that. Was that hard to open yourself up to a girl like that though? Uh, not not her though. Really not, because I, really, I wanted to do it, so it wasn't hard, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it's something I wanted to do. Right. It's like, it's different when you just accidentally do it, you know what I'm saying? It'd be hard, but no, nah, I wanted to do that shit at the time. Like, so I was, all, I was all in it. Right, yeah. It's hard to, like, you know, once you have had so many fucking thoughts in I your life, did, yeah. it's hard to, like, open up to one once you've treated 100 of them like shit. Exactly. But I, ain't only, I only had one girlfriend my whole life. Right. One serious relationship in my whole life, so, like. I ain't even really trying to do all that and break hell bitches' hearts and shit. Nah, we can all be free for the time being. Right. Nobody's anybody's, bro. Could you see yourself getting into another relationship uh, at this point, though? Or like, do you feel like your heart is open enough to it? Also, I feel nah, kind of, am I really saying this? Nah, we <laughs> <laughs> talking about love out here. I feel like, I feel like if the shawty got me my standards, though, like, mm. shawty, oh, shawty had met all the requirements I needed for real. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you gotta have your own job. Mm. You gotta have your own career. You gotta have your own car. Your own clout. You gotta have, you, you don't even gotta have no, matter, <laughs> you know, I don't want you with no clout, baby. <laughs> you can have some clout. Nah, fuck that, no clout. Yeah. But if you got it, it's cool. Didn't Yam say that you can't be fucking with bitches that have more than 500 followers? Yeah. Was it 500? I forget what the line was. That was probably gotta be more now. Yeah, that's exactly low. what he said. But that was like 2011, so. But yeah, I'd be on that. That's real. It's real. Um, there's a lot. Okay, so I wanted to ask this question: mm-hmm. When you did the Pizzy Pamper remix, was that you trolling certain people, or what was the thought process there? Is, it, is that someone you'd even want to troll? Nah, bro. You know that beat was hard as fuck, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I just knew people was gonna say something. I don't know, but I really just wanted to hop on it because the beat was so hard, mm-hmm. and I don't really care for. I'm in it for the music, bro. Like, period. Other people did it. But they got all that shit removed for her. Oh, yeah. But it's cool because my shit ain't really get removed on YouTube. I feel like I got the only remix left. Yeah, I seen it on YouTube and I was like, how did this stay up? I feel like everything else of this beat got taken down at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but come clean though. This shit hard as fuck. It was hard, yeah. <laughs> no, you did justice for sure. How do you uh, feel about fans leaking your music? Is that because that's something you've dealt with a bunch over the years? 
Yeah, bro. I, f- I be feeling like I'm one of the only niggas that get that shit. I don't even know how niggas get that shit. Bro. You really don't know how? No, I honestly do know. Niggas go to the extreme. Niggas go to the extreme to, like, dark web to get into to my accounts and shit. Like, the fans that we got, bro, is, like, the smartest fans in the world, bro. Like, real hackers. Like, the spe- specific fans my crowd got, bro, the fans are crazy, bro. They hackers. Scammers. They all everything like they get fresh as hell, you know what I'm saying? Get fresh as hell and listen to Uno in the crib. Get fresh as hell, don't go out, just be in the crib, fresh as fuck for no reason. Listen to that. Just listening to leaks. Fuck it, I gotta listen to more of this shit. <laughs> Boom, hit me. They, yo, I ain't gonna lie. The first time my shit got hacked, cause yo, somebody hacked no jumper. Yes, Twitter account. They ha- they hacked the Twitter and found your phone number or something? No, ask me for my phone number. Oh, from the No Jumper account. Ask you for your phone number? Yeah. What? But the thing is, they was always on the No Jumper account, but they didn't like they didn't really do much. Oh, so you they know, just they, had access for a while. Yeah, they brother. Dear I was God. talking to the nigga, bro. The nigga had access to hella main accounts, never really posted on that. But he might DM somebody on the low real right. quick and then delete it. You know what I'm saying? Nigga delete delete me like I mean he DM me like What's your number? And I literally just had got your number like a week before. Because right. we just had did the interview. So I'm like, maybe he lost the number. You know what I'm saying? Right. Boom. Soon as I soon as I sent the number, logged out the Instagram. Wow. Instantly. But luckily I got my shit back. Right. Boom. Man. But they got once they bro from the from the Instagram alone, bro, they got to my emails. They got to my Twitter account. Uh. They got to my SoundCloud. Then they got to my YouTube. Bro, they just like, I don't know how to be able to just link all them shits together. They just be surfing through that, like, just hopping through all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But it was, but that's how they got some music. But everything that get leaked, bro, I swear to God, be old as fuck. Shit, I never was going to drop. Really? So really just do me justice. Because this songs I never was going to drop. And I'm surprised y'all like them bitches. It's kind of cool because then the fans who are really hardcore can see that shit on YouTube or whatever. Of, but then they, like, that, if they go to streaming services, they're going to see the shit that you put out. But it kind of fuck up the way you want to be looked at by your fans because now all the music is getting leaked. So it's like, mm. you know what I'm saying? They listen to odds forums, you know, even if, when you really just want to pull out just one forum, like, you feel me? Drake probably got hella songs that's bullshit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If niggas was leaked them hoes, motherfuckers probably think of Drake a whole different way now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that Drake shit never get leaked, and he only put out a certain type of music, even though he made all these different type of music. You know what I'm saying? It helps his image. Like, he got certain image. Like. Mm. You know, it would be like, you know, if you're a boxer, you, you have your official fights. And nobody knows that when you're training in private, you could be losing your, your, your matches in private. Yeah. Those are the leaks. Yeah. It's like what in you're your doing when you're whooped. training. And training. Yeah, as well. Yeah, as well. All day in training, but you don't realize the trainers really be the ones. Right. You know what I'm saying? Going to ring. I didn't see a trainer hop in the ring and knock one of the bosses out. Mm. I don't see shit because his mm. boss is just lost to the other boss. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's real. Um, did you ever uh, end up talking to Yachty? Yeah. He actually followed me on uh, Twitter. We patched things up. You did? Me and Yachty never had beef, though. Because when you said I, we out here looking for boat, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. I love Yachty, but I kind of like the way that sounded. I'm not going to lie. Bro, but everybody knows the situation called for what it needed to be called for. Well, that's you riding you know out for your friend, right? Bro, Yachty is on this man's album. Mm. So how could I be for them? 
Right. I got beef with a nigga. Damn, I was only beefing with him because he was beefing with my homie. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was just on some real nigga shit. Like, anybody beef with Yachty, homie, he going to beef with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to keep it in the music, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it. Like, me, I keep everything in the music. Like, if you want to say something to me, say it in the music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Get you some money off of least. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, when I seen him in the studio, I was like, damn, I'm proud. I'm proud of y'all niggas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, he like, yeah, bro, like, fuck all that bullshit. We like, yeah, we patched things up right then and now. That's cool. When you saw him in the studio, you didn't think like, oh, boy. I didn't see him. I seen Fani, I seen the video of him and Fani in the studio. Oh, okay. I haven't seen him in a couple years, actually. Oh, okay. I probably ain't seen Yachty in like four years. We got to make that happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, Yachty. We yeah. looking for both. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there, you know, a corn dog somewhere. No, but we on the, we on to get money shit. That's facts. Um, do you regret doing the song with Six Nine, or how the fuck did that happen in the first place? I don't understand. I can't regret nothing, bro. I ain't gonna lie, how, bro. You know, I, the song is with Trippy Red. Yeah. And Six Nine. Yeah. That's how it happened. Like you already had the song with Trippy. No. And then he wanted to hop on, or nah. Oh, like so. My nigga Kane Groceries. Shout out Kane Groceries. Gave me the name Sean. Young Sean. Shout out my boy Kane Groceries. Boom. He was like, yeah, bro. I'm with this new artist. He's a young nigga, bro. He like 16. He go crazy. He was like 15, 16. I forgot what he said. Uh-huh. He said his name Trippy Red. You know what I'm saying? And I low-key already kind of knew Trippy. But I didn't know him. But I just met him in Atlanta for Cody Shane's birthday. He was with Lil Wap. But this is before. They, they was just regular. You know what I'm saying? A lot of goats being discussed here, man. Yeah. I missed the Lil Wap era. Yeah, I was still a young nigga. Right. Boom. They used to DM me and shit. It's a crazy story. I'm not gonna get into that though. It's a crazy story. They used to DM me all the time, and shit. But so he was like, "Yeah, I'm with Trippy Red and shit." I was like, "I like Trippy Red. I ain't never heard one of his. I ain't never heard nothing. Send me a song." The nigga sent me Love Scars. Ooh. This one nobody heard Love Scars, nigga. I was mm. playing shit every day. Everybody, you knew. You're like, this is everybody it. Everybody like, man, turn that shit off, man. What the fuck? Who is this? I'm like, y'all tripping, bro. Listen to this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just playing that nigga. I'm playing Lil Trip. This man, you know what I'm saying? People don't even know who he is. Like, shout Kane Grudge because he helped me be one of the early niggas on. You know mm. what I'm saying? Shout Trip. So then, boom, we linked up. We got a picture actually the first day we linked up. You know what I'm saying? It's still on the internet. Okay, I think I know what you mean. Boom, so we got in the studio that night. Motherfucking made, uh, made, uh, damn, what's the name of that song? What's the first name that everybody loved by me and Trip, bro? I forget. It's called, uh, man, it's gonna take, hey, look it up real quick, bro. What's the name of that bitch? Trippy and Uno. Deeply Scarred. Mm. Boom. We made that song the first day we ever linked up. Really? That shit just, boom, he, that nigga dropped that shit. I ain't even, bro, honestly, bro, my verse ain't even mixed. You can't even hear my verse on that. Uh, like, my voice so low because the verse was unmixed. You know what I'm saying, at the time, because the nigga was just, this before niggas had budgets and shit, all that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Verses are so unmixed. That shit, I thought it was ass. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, but just because, not what I was saying, but just because how it was sounding. Like, niggas couldn't even really hear how, what I was really saying. So, uh-huh. people making up their own words. Like, but yeah, boom, then we linked up again in New York. You know what I'm saying? 
I was in New York and he was out there. He's like, man, pull up. Mm -hmm. He was with uh, Lil Wap and 6 9 You know what I'm saying? This is before all that, you know what I'm saying? Right. This is literally the day they fuck to that picture like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? The crazy ass you one with the camo the pants and it's like. <laughs> if a nigga throws in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he say, if these three niggas walk up on you, what you gonna do? Nigga yeah. said, throw a Zan on the ground, watch a fight over. <laughs> <laughs> There was just a picture of them with the camo pants, all the shirts off, and it looked so crazy. I literally just missed that picture. That's so funny. <laughs> I was oh, supposed man. to be in that picture. Yeah, but you probably didn't have camo pants on, so it might Hell not look right, right? I had no camo pants on, man. I had on some number nine pants, man. I had a whole number nine fit, man. Okay. Boom. So, that nigga had played a, uh, one of the tribute songs got leaked, which is that song. Right. The ooey shit. Right. So... That nigga was on the phone, six nine. He was like, six nine. I was like, man, this shit hard. I'm trying to have this. Man, we should put Uno on that motherfucker too. Uh -huh. She was like, hell yeah, man. I was with him on the phone. He's like, hell yeah, that shit gonna sound hard as hell. Boom. So, which card is now six nine versus already on? We talking about the man six nine. This shit funny. Right. This nigga six nine versus on the song and shit already. So I just went to the studio. I went to six nine studio. Meet Trips. It's not, I think we still some shit on the internet for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Then I just made that shit. I think I was on the tab too when I made it, when I, had, when mm. I did the shit. So, boom, did that shit real quick. We shot the video the same night, bro. In Times Square? Not just even in Times Square. Like, me and 6ix9ine shot, I seen, no, yeah, we was, exactly, we was in Times Square. Right. We was on this little back street on Times Square, like, Boom, shot a little bit of that. This nigga, uh, this nigga 6 now was shooting the video. You know what I'm saying? He was filming it, right. He was actually filming the video. Like, <laughs> he was the one with the camera looking at shit. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's a cover of my homies. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because I still fuck with the uh, other two niggas to this day. Fig A film, I still fuck with them to this day. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? But that was there from day one. Like, we, um, I had met them with 6 9 Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, that was their own collective. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They were just shooting his videos all the time. Right. But yeah, I still fuck with them niggas too. But day. did you get Shout removed from the song and replaced with X at a certain point? Was that what happened? Bro, this is the fuck shit behind the whole thing. Uh -huh. I mean, R.I.P. I'm, I'm glad they were getting this version just so that we can have the you know, record. I'm always on some OG shit. You know what I'm saying? I just want to know the details, you know? R.I.P. the dead, but... Right, rest in peace, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boom. This nigga X dropped the video on his page. We shot the video, right? Uh -huh. Boom. X dropped the video link and shit on his Instagram. Right. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Went up. You know what I'm saying? This and it's crazy cause I always knew these I always knew these little niggas before they blow up. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like way before they blow up, you know what I'm saying? Like I been new ex. That's why he that's why he even fuck with me. That's why he even post video because he like damn I know two niggas on you know what I'm saying? Been new ex, been new everybody, you know what I'm saying? But he posted the video for hour, deleted it. Posted his remix on SoundCloud. <laughs> on his SoundCloud though. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He at just the, he the liked time, the song so much and he's like, you know what I like it so much, I'm gonna just do my own version. Exactly. Yeah. And then boom, they had that version. That's a good story. They make, JC just redropped the song Me X Trip. Mm. That shit go up. Go to right now. But that song's not going to be on streaming services in general, right? That's a it YouTube exclusive. YouTube exclusive. Yeah. That's a streaming service. 
crazy. YouTube is a streaming service. Right, yeah. But not as difficult to get some scammer right. shit up as it is on Spotify and stuff. Right. No yeah. scammer shit, man. Authentic views. Right. Damn, that's a good story. They fucking the game with these like, fake-ass views, bro. It's really fucked up right now. Like, It's really so cheating right now. It's like everybody got cheap. Yeah. But I really don't give a fuck about this shit. I'm on my currency shit. You know what I'm saying? My own wave. Own fans going to love me regardless. I'm getting rich out of my fan. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be the biggest artist in the world. You know what I'm saying? That was never my goal, actually. Right. I just want to make music and just capitalize off the music. You just got to really believe that when you make that fucking hit that your fans will help make it yeah. that And that's hit. what it's all about, what the fans keep talking about. Right. And my fans, everyone keep talking about, man, I swear this man don't get the recognition he deserves. It's up to y'all to help me get that recognition. Like, Y'all supposed to be spreading the word. Y'all supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, proving niggas wrong. Y'all supposed to be showing niggas facts. Y'all supposed to blow me up. Man. So from this day forward, bro, no more of that. We just going to go up together. Hmm. Shine fan base. We're going to shine forever. You know what I'm saying? There it is. So what's up with your uh, brother, MDMA? He's the future. He's still making music, and you still working with him? He's the future. He's a secret weapon right now. We going He's a... Hey, go follow him right now. Bro, for some reason, Instagram keeps taking his Instagram down. Oh, really? Like, this man that had Instagram with 20K off the fans, he then they took it down. Boom, had another one. Just hit 10K, boom, took it down. He yeah. on his third one already in like two, three months. But yeah, go follow him right now, NDMA, Molly, NDMA on Instagram. Was he nice before you started working with him, or did you just like hear his music bro, one day man, and be I'm like, hey, you, he's good? I'm going to tell you how goaded this man is, bro. His first studio he ever been in, I, I moved him out here like when he was like 19. Mm-hmm. He's like 22 right now. I feel like, I don't know. I think he's 22. But I moved in out here when he was 19. Boom, he ain't never been in no studio. I put him in his first studio session. The nigga made a hit. Never been in no studio ever. But I knew he was gonna be so fine cause like he always used to write music. Like my little brother used to have shoe boxes filled with music like, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Going crazy. And I was like, fuck it, I'm bringing him out here. Like he can't be in the truck no more. Like he, get, he got down working nine to five, all that bullshit, hell no. Nah. Come out here to LA. I'm gonna bring you out here. You know what I'm saying? You old enough, I'm just gonna bring you out here. You're mm-hmm. gonna do what you do. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? You gotta figure it. You gotta go through your own trials and tribulations in the world. I'm gonna put you on the right area. Mm-hmm. Boom. Put him in the studio. That man's been going crazy ever since. Like, But, you know, he's still unsigned. So, he got the biggest chance to blow up quick. You know, the people love the new artists. Mm-hmm. That's good though. He's still he's still working. He ain't go crazy out here, like fucking fall into any of the temptations that you get in LA as a nineteen year old. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he found his song. I mean, like we all did. Right. That's that's how you learn shit. I want him to. But how hands on are you? Are you like really trying to make sure that he don't fuck his life up or are you oh, gonna let yeah. him make his own mistakes? Oh hell yeah. I mean I let him make his own mistakes. But I make sure that he don't fuck his life up at the same time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to make your own mistakes. He just one of the niggas. He got to learn from mistakes. Like, that's how he do his shit. So he want to hard hit that. I'm sure there was people trying to tell you what mistakes not to make when you were 16, 17, whatever, and you still got to get fucked honest. up and do all this crazy shit just to figure it out for yourself, right? I don't trust these bottles of water. Why not? They're, they're unopened. We just ripped the, the labels off Why it. Why the hell the labels out these motherfuckers, man? Because we don't want to give Arrowhead any free clout. Bro, y'all got Molly in that shit. I'm not going. No, I mean, 
Yeah, we're yep. going to get E for some free clout. That'd be a weird prank. <laughs> Uno. <laughs> turns out, no, because you couldn't do a one-hour podcast like that because you're going to have to do like another three hours of Facts. geeking out. First 15 minutes, that Molly Water kick in fast. That's real. We should do a Molly Water podcast sometime. The Molly Water Challenge. <laughs> prank. You yes, actually should do that. I'm down. The Molly Water Prank. Yeah. Get some of that water. By the way, it's Molly in no, but there's these comedians I know, and one of them like drugged the other one, like when he didn't know it. Like he put Molly in his drink, and people were really upset about it because he was with his wife and kids, I think. And then all of a sudden he's just off mad ecstasy, and he's and he's just got to deal with it. I ain't gonna lie, that fucked up. Bro. He's like he a forty year old dude, so it's not like he's some spring chicken. He got now Bill Cosby in the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I fought real Ross, but he ain't even know it. <laughs> Buddy put Molly out his champagne. He ain't even know it. That was a crazy bar. <laughs> but that was like one of the first times we That's really heard a motherfucker getting called out. Right. Ever. Nigga like, hold on, nigga start the song real quick. Like, nigga, what? We were kind of used to rappers being able to say whatever they wanted up until that. Up until that point, because it was like, it's, that's when women start first going really, mm. really hard with the feminist shit. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, they been going really hard, but it's like the new age feminist at the time. They like, hold on, bro. The world was at a pause for that moment, bro. Rick Ross is gonna drug me. That was a world pause. Like he been doing that. Mm. What you mean? You been right this song? Oh, you recorded this a minute ago. And he just thinks he's rapping, just having fun with words. He ain't even know it. <laughs> I don't even think he meant to say that shit though. No, nah, I don't think he thought that I people were gonna take to, it that way. I think I think he meant to say she put Molly in his champagne. He ain't even up. Mm. Yeah, but he was just Rick Ross song. Or maybe like Rick Ross's lifestyle that he just can't even imagine that somebody wouldn't want to do Molly. I feel like he still do Molly. Man. I can, I'm telling you, I'm 36. I cannot imagine what a Molly would Ray be Ross like. Ray Ross went right from bald head to hair. To, 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 I, don't need, I know this is not toupee. So I know he on some type of Molly. I want to see Rick Ross get to like Gucci Mane's ab status. I don't know how Gucci Mane did that. I don't believe that shit. I got some theories. What's your theory? I just think at some point he had to have some kind of surgery to clip up his fucking waist because that shit, his skin is Dior. strapped to his fuck. Oh, the, 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 the thing that squeezes it all in, there's that too, yeah. He was wearing that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him talk about it, I think. No, he was wearing that shit. I don't think that's good for you. I don't think you're supposed to that's be wearing That's probably how things. Gucci got that shit, man. Shout out to Big Gucci, man. But, but he must be know. working his ass off. We just talking theories, bro. We don't know how yeah. he got so buff. We just trying to figure it out, bro. Oh, God. It's just surprising, you know? you never seen... Bro, I mean, niggas really wanted to get the Gucci belly. I wanted to get the Gucci belly. I actually had the baby Gucci belly. Well, if you were a real drink hat, that's like a, yeah. a badge of honor. Oh, God. Yeah. Badge of honor. When I came here the first time, I had the Gucci belly. You were working on it. You're like, check it out. Yeah, but I was, <laughs> what, 20 years old with the Gucci belly. Ben Simmons drank, no cap. Ben Simmons drank. I remember I was like, I had posted this picture. Bro, I had like 20 tech bottles. This all on me. It's still probably on the internet somewhere. Mm. I missed them days, man. Shit done changed. I missed them red and uh and uh cream soda days, bro. Two hundred dollars a line now? You no, paid that yet? For red? I ain't uh, gonna lie, not I for that. red, but I hear, I hear a lot of two hundred dollars a line stories. I paid that. You would? I did. Did it hurt? It didn't. Well. It didn't, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna talk about this. We gonna talk about off the ca- off the camera. Whether you just love the drink so much that you didn't mind spending two hundred dollars. I did some real fiend shit at one time, but like, I'm not a fiend though. Okay. But it was one of them days, like, bro, I ain't said this shit in like a year. Where is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
one of them anniversary annual. I got I got to fix the itch. Mm. <laughs> That's real. But I do miss them days, bro. You can't even find it. You can't even find red no more. So, mm. damn, game done changed, man. Real sippers, real sippers. No, if you keep your red bottles, if you still got your red bottles, you might find some some red crystals in the motherfucker. Uh. Real sippers know that. Know about the drink crystals. High tech diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, it's really hot tech diamonds for real. If you got some red, who knows DMs are open. Oh God, I ain't paying. <laughs> but look though, I ain't paying more than two hundred. Right. Hey, red going for like four, five hundred a line. Mm. If you got it. Jesus, I remember Ben Baller like posting about how he was addicted to lean back in the day and how he was paying two hundred a pint. So now two hundred a line it sounds kind of crazy, right? Two hundred a pint, bro. I ain't never experienced them days. I think you were, was, babe. You, you were probably like. 11, yeah. Ben Baller was sipping drink in the I was prehistoric fake, age. But I was definitely sipping fake drink at 14. Mm. Just codeine pills, promethazine pills, and two soda with Jolly Ranchers at the bottom. I was a young drug kid, bro. I, I was getting arrested. I was doing a whole bunch of hill arrest shit. Right. Yeah. We lit now, baby. It happens. It happens. I done learned how to get fresh on the bit now. It, it lit. Yeah, you got the Dennis Rodman shirt under there? Yeah, the Dennis Rodman. He don't get the credit he deserves. He don't, because, you know. We in, the, we, in the, we in the day where that shit is cool now. But, but he fathered the way a lot of SoundCloud rappers ended up looking. Yeah, not me though. See him with the green hair and the tats and shit, and you're like, man, this guy looks like all kinds of different SoundCloud rappers I've seen. But he don't look like no SoundCloud rapper. He just looked like exotic. He was just doing it before anybody yeah, else Yeah, he was just doing it first. He doing modern day shit that back then, that shit looked crazy. Fucking on Carmen Electra? Bro, bro, watching, Goat. bro, watching the goddamn uh, last dance, last yeah. dance. That's man, what that took man me back. on the show with the toes out, oh, oh, over with the toes out, fresh as hell. On God, toes out, ugly feet, ugly as hell. He don't give a damn. That's how you got live, bro. He just ain't give a fuck, and that's why he made it so far. That that interview I did with him, we had to book it three different times because he kept getting fucking loaded in the morning. That's damn. a guy. He, he likes a drink or two. Right now, that man look crazy here. He look like he got his lips done. How the fuck he overseas with Kim Jong? I know, and then he got too drunk. If you watch that documentary, he got too drunk to meet up with Kim Jong. How you do that though? <laughs> In North Korea. How you do that though? They don't fuck with nobody, yeah. but they fuck with you. And you went all the way out there, and then they he couldn't even meet with you because you were too loaded. Right. <laughs> he trying to get loaded too. We all know what we're going on. Crazy. Let me not say that. He might send a bomb. No jump. Nah. Just for me saying that shit. He knows what it is. He knows he got to chill with the drinking. Dennis Rodman must just really I love it. I ain't talking about Dennis Rodman. Oh. Oh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll definitely drop a bomb here. No, nah, we fuck with Cam, girl. <laughs> we got a Korean employee, so he ain't going to leave us alone. She's South Korean? Uh, No, nah, she's North Korean. <laughs> no, nah, my buddy over there say he's South, she's South Korean. He's <laughs> over. He don't give a damn. She probably is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. I mean, if she over here, she's South Korean. Yeah. She escaped. <laughs> escaped the camps. She was North Korea. We, 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 we don't they, come in, in harm. I really heard they just blew up the, uh, the shit where they be making peace at South Korea and North Korea. Right. But then they said it was an accident. I didn't follow up on that. There's too man, much fucked up shit going on in the world. Man, they say everything is an accident, man. Nigga accidentally killed himself in jail. Yeah. Well, how, how he do that? You don't believe that? Suicided. Mm. Suicided. What going on, man? Hey, I got my theories. Hey, man, if you know, you know. We're going to find out, though, because we're going to see his old girl on the stand. We're going to find out what, what she's got to say. What happened to uh, Weinstein? Ain't that his name? I thought he was spilling the beans. Epstein? No, Weinstein. Oh, Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, I thought he was spilling the beans. That's a good point, too. He's Did locked up Did he get suicided? 
I heard he had COVID-19. No, but isn't he, like, sitting in there for, like, he's in there for mad years. That man said he's going to spill the beans. I'm ready. <laughs> I want to know what the fuck he's got to say. I want to know what they all got to say. I spilled the beans. I spilled the beans too much on this album. Yeah, that's facts. It's all about the album. Hey, yo, whatever y'all want to know about me, though, I swear to God, I put it all in the album. Like, I really just made sure that I, everything that I could talk about, that I feel like people wanted to hear, but I kept it subliminal, though, because, you know, that's what I did. I like that, though, that you, you obviously know that there's shit that people want to hear from you about. I never edit a nigga on Instagram or Twitter. Mm. I just want people to know that. So, it could, I could be talking about anybody. You posted DMs, though. I did. But that was that situation. Right. I could be talking about something like that. Mm. It's good, though. Like, all the greats, I feel like, find ways to take the shit that the people want to know about and put it into the music. I love it. I'm here for it all. I'm here for it all. I know the activist still holding it down. Still. I'm just going to go by the act from now on. I might just change my name. From Uno the activist, just the act. Start just singing R&B shit. Just act. Yeah. I fuck with that. The real act, though. Not academic. <laughs> you trying to get me caught up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out academics, goddamn. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Uno. Oh, no jobber. Coolest podcast in the world. Go get that album. Download it. Get it tatted on you all that. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Like, comment, subscribe. And go fuck with my man's project. Yeah. We love it. There it is. Important historical document. Shout out to all the hives, all the internet nerds. We need y'all to dissect this whole thing. Tell us what we talked about. We already talked about it, but now y'all got to talk about what we talked about. Where's time to be alive, though? If you want to know something, listen to that song. If you feel like you want to know something, where's the time to be alive? No cap. If you if you feel like you want to know something about my ex, <laughs> devil on your right shoulder. Mm. Yeah. There it is. Uno, appreciate it, man. Gang. Gang. Deep. <laughs>